Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Let's do this. Something we do every week in this church is we go to the Bible. So if you've got a Bible, go to Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37. And so uh, if you need a Bible at Connect as well, we give those out free of charge if you need one. We'd love to put a Bible in your hand if you need a Bible. And um, pick that up. Also, the words of Scripture will be on the screen today as well. And um, I'm going to do something a little bit different today. I'm not just going to read a passage, uh, share a few points from that passage. Uh, God just totally messed me up this week and just kind of doing things a little bit different. I'm going to be covering probably more territory more ground today than I have at any other message in this uh, series. And um, we're going to be looking at a lot of uh, situations, so almost it's going to be kind of like sticking and moving and getting in there, getting out, throwing some stuff at you. Um, I, uh, we're going to look at five different places. We find a man named Joseph, and we're going to see how he handles those situations. And I believe God's going to speak to us through that. I, 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 honestly, I, I, this week, man, just kind of struggled. and was like, man, God, what was this be preaching? Uh, I knew it was a story. I just kind of like, what is it? What is, what is it with this story? I was like, there's so much there. And literally within like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, he gave me all five points uh, for each, each place that we find him. And I'd never, he's never worked like that. So I was like, it was a clear word that God had for us. It was just cool. So I'm, I'm just going to deliver it today. I'm the mailman. That's all I'm going to do is just deliver it today. Um, and I believe it's something we can grab hold of and use. It would probably challenge us in some places. And uh, if it does, that's okay. And um, I believe God will use that if we grab hold of his word. But Genesis chapter 37 is where we're going to start. Before we do any of that, um, I want to pray. And, uh, and when I pray, I want to thank the Lord for that lady on the front row who has put up with me for 25 years. Tuesday, 25-year anniversary. And uh, I want to I thank the Lord for her during this time. And so, again, just honored, so blessed. Uh, we're talking about this guy who has favor in his life named Joseph, and uh, that means undeserved. And so I'm, I feel a lot like Joseph today, and uh, so thankful for the gifts he's given me and her. And I, I just want to thank the Lord for her, thank the Lord for you, for this word. So let's pray together. God, thank you so much for the great privilege and opportunity and honor it is to come together in your house, worship you. Guys, we've sung, and as we've, we've said today, Lord, it's about you. So I pray, God, you'll be magnified and glorified and honored and lifted high today in this room, God. And I pray, Lord, we'll decrease, you'll increase in this place. And God, thank you for favor. Thank you for grace. Thank you for undeserved blessings like my wife. And I just, God, I'm just so honored, God, and blessed to be able to just fulfill and do the dream with her, God. And I just thank you for that. Speak blessings upon her, blessings upon this church family together today, God. And we speak life over situations today. And we just thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for your word. Let it come alive in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, again, a lot, of, a lot to cover today. Uh, won't spend much time in, in uh, recap, but just we're in a series, as you can see on the screen, called The Greatest Stories Ever Told. And what we've been doing is this. We have been looking at stories from the Old Testament. And we begin in Genesis 1, which have been going straight through Scripture, looking at these stories and being challenged. I tell you about what we've seen there and being encouraged. And I tell you, there's a lot of very cool things we saw very beginning day one, man, the creation. God created. He designed. We saw the curse and the fall come in with sin. We saw how God still said, man, I don't have a covenant that I want to make with people who, uh, who, are, who are called by my name and who he loves. And so he established a 
covenant. We heard names like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob through that. We're going to hear one of their descendants today as we continue to talk about a guy named Joseph. And, um, and it's just been really cool what we've been learning and been seeing. And I encourage you, go back and listen to the messages. If you missed any of those, go listen to those messages online. They're all free of charge as well. So go, go do that. And um, what I'm going to do today, again, cover a lot of ground, a lot of territory. And we're going to continue talking about a guy who Pastor Chris introduced us to last week named Joseph. And um, what a very cool character in Scripture. And again, we don't say these stories today. We don't say them as some people think of the story. Ah, this is fairy tale or fable. It's not entertain us. And I think sometimes we look at the Bible that way. That's really a story to entertain me. And that, no, this is not what this is. These are stories that change, change history and, and set courses and designs and, and put people upon their path. That's what we're doing. So we're, we're looking at these stories today. And as we look at Joseph, uh, we continue to see some things about him. Pastor Chris did an awesome job of showing us last week the guy was a dreamer. And I, I love that. I love the fact, man, this guy had a dream and it's so crucial to the story. And I'm thankful that he set that, that set foundation. I uh, gave him liberty to go as the Holy Spirit led him. And he went, man, just directly with God. And he, he set a foundation for, what, for, for Joseph being a dreamer. But there's some, definitely some things we need to remember when we start seeing things like dreams, Start hearing words like, hey, this guy was a dreamer, and, and we, we can do this. And I believe Pastor Chris alluded to this. Again, don't put yourself in that place to try to make it be like, hey, this is what you want. This, this is not when you hear someone speaking on having dreams. This is not like Fantasy Island. Um, I don't know if anybody have y'all are as old as I am. Do y'all remember the tattoo? And uh, <clears throat> the, the plane, the plane, and the plane would come in to, to the island. And I mean, they would get off the plane and then they, they're going to spend the whole episode making everybody happy after they kill a few people and make it interesting. You know, I mean, it's just going to be real cool. Everybody's dreams come true. Everything's good. That's not the story. That's, that's not Joseph's story. That's not what's going on here, and if, and if you don't you know, understand really what's happening here, we can sometimes get a little bit confused because even this dream is crucial because in the original text, <clears throat> in the Hebrew, this, this means to, when you see I, he had a dream, actually the Hebrew wording is there that it means to bind firmly. And so this is what's really going on when this is being spoken. This means that there's something bound firmly to Joseph. So this is not, he had a dream. This is a dream had him. And it is something that you've got to do because if you're not careful, if you don't understand that the dream has him, you'll do this, you'll get your own dream kind of going and, and, and it'll be the spaghetti you ate the night before, the pizza you ate way too late. It starts doing something in you before you go to bed and you start having a dream, you wake up and say, hey, it was God, it was good. And, and understand this, listen, when your dream and God's dream don't match up, you have disappointment. And, and, you've, and, you've, and if when you get to that place, what happens is this. If your dream and God's dream are not in line or in sync together, what you do is you get mad at God. You get mad at others. You start saying, Pastor Chris is a liar, you know, because he preached, you know, I'm giving my dream, you know. I mean, no, no, listen, you understand there's so much more going on here. Listen, in this, there was something grabbing hold of and binding tightly to him. And you see that carry him through life. You watch that dream that holds him take him through situations. Because, listen, if it was just his dream, we'll see that there's a lot of things that he dealt with and went through he would have probably gave up on. 
But he, he, he held on and it held on to him because this is God's plan. And so we see something really introduced more in this story, probably than in most stories, but it's throughout Scripture. You can't get away from it. We see things kind of some people will term the providence of God, where you see the sovereignty of God in play here. You see him come into the situation and be involved when things are good and still bad. I, I think sometimes we have the tendency to think, man, when things are good, God's involved. and things are bad, he's not involved. And, and I, again, we, we see, and I believe it's going to come full circle, I hope, for you today when we see what happens here, what God does in the providence of God, the hand of God at work, when we see this. So again, I'm going to give you five places we find uh, Joseph, and in each one of these places, I'm going to give you one point, and so we're just going to stick and move. It ain't going to be pretty. It's just going to be, here it is. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to deliver the mail, and this is just how it is. I've, I'm just going to give it to you. So the first place we see him was introduced to this last week in Genesis 37. So you, if you should be there by now, verse 24 says this. We find this guy named Joseph being bound into a pit. It says in verse 24 that then they took him. This is his brothers. All right, so again, I hope you here last week, heard the message. It was his brothers. They, they, had, they, were, they were ticked because he was a favored. He was a golden child, man. And so they were ticked. Uh, Joseph had this dream he, that God placed in his life that, man, one day all you guys are going to be bowing before me and I'm going to... It's going to be like awesome. I'm going to be elevated and you're going to be, de- it's going to be a really cool dream. No, brothers didn't go for that too well. And they said this, they said, we're going to throw him in a pit. We're going to kill him. And verse 24, it says, then they took him, cast him into a pit and the pit was empty and there was no water in it. So uh, we, we find him now in the story, this dreamer, this dreamer in a pit. Now, this is not the uh, message you may have heard some places where he went from the pit to the palace and everything comes your way and it's all good. There's a lot going on here. In the pit is where he finds the first place. He's in a deep hole of despair. And first point again, Mr. Mailman, number one is this. This is what he gave me. Family can hurt you the worst. Family can hurt you the worst. And, um, and it's just, I don't know, it's just what he said. And, and, and it happens, I think, sometimes because they're kind of closest to us. They're more involved in our life in a lot of situations. And, and so we see this actually happen here where that it's, it's the brothers, it's the ones who are supposed to have his back, who are supposed to be there for him and care for him. And, and you know, when somebody's, you know, messing with him at school, you know, I, you know, yeah, let's go, man. You know, and there were 12 of these guys, man. That's, that's like serious. You don't mess with that crew, man. That's, you know, that was like four Rogers boys in my family, man. And, you know, we all get together. We put a hurting on somebody, you know, maybe get us separated. You might could take us all four of us together. I don't, I don't think so. Twelve. Twelve. Dude, these dudes are supposed to have been like out there getting it done, having each other's back. And what they do, they allow this to happen. They allow the jealousy, the, the frustration, maybe the fear of having to bow before the younger brother. I don't, I don't know what it is, but they allow that to come in and they allow that very thing to put them into a place of where they hurt and destroy and think in every way they're going to take out the guy's life. Now, it was real ugly at first. They, they first of all threw him in the pit and said, man, this is what we're going to do. We're going to kill him. We're just going to take him out, be done with it. And we saw again, heard the providence, the hand of God comes in, the favor of God comes in his life, spares him from that. One of the brothers gets the idea of like, hey, man, we can actually maybe make some money off of him, maybe some self-gain here. We can get something out of this. Let's sell him. 
And so they do this. They actually try to sell him. And we, we see, heard this last week, that the Midianites are coming through town. And these are uh, traders. If you read 28, it says, Then the Midianite traders passed by. And so the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him. So he does this. He actually sold him into slavery. So this guy who was in this pit gets sold into slavery. And the Midianites that came by, if you've, if you've ever seen this, I, I just recently saw this, man, as I was, I was uh, reading the scriptures, man, it really messed with me. In Genesis 25, you don't have to turn there, but in Genesis chapter 25, verse 1, we see that story about that guy named Abraham again. We see grandpa in here, and it says that uh, Abraham again took a wife, and her name was Keturah. And she bore him Zimron, Jukshan, don't ever name your kid that, all I got to say, uh, Madan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Midianites are the ones who passed by that day, took him into slavery. And so I don't know, maybe, you know, he's thinking at first, man, my brother's going to diss me, they're going to throw me in the pit. You know, maybe my, my brother's twice removed, however down the line, however that works, man, they're going to come and have my back. Maybe they, they're going to do this. And you know what we see again? Family can hurt the worst. It can hurt the worst. And so, again, just a delivery boy today, do with that what you need to do with that. But whatever that may be, listen, don't let what's happened with family destroy your dream. Don't let what's taken place. That means you may have to do this. You may need to forgive. You may need to, to release someone of a debt. That doesn't automatically mean because you forgive someone, you automatically trust them again and give them full reign. Now, that is not what we see in Scripture. Matter of fact, if you read the whole story of Joseph, he doesn't trust his brother. He puts him through some tests. There's a lot going on. But listen, whatever it is, don't let what's happened with family today destroy your dream. Whatever it is that you need to do with that, do it. Second place we see, turn the page, maybe two, go to Genesis chapter 39. Again, covering ground. Genesis 39, we see Joseph pulled up out of the pit, taken by his, his, his family, sent off into slavery. He comes now into slavery, and when he gets into this place now of slavery, we find him in verse 1 of Genesis uh, 39. It says now, this is a story unfolding. It says, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. Hear that. Listen, when it's his dream and you, you, you're doing his thing, his dream, he keeps you. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw the Lord was with him, that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. And so Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority. It's pretty cool, man. When you find favor, I think we see a very important verse there. You see this. It says, Joseph found favor, so he served Listen, when you, when you find favor, your next response should be to serve him. That's just, that should be what we should do with favor that God gives us, serve. And so he serves here, and he steps into this. And so now we see him in another place. He is now gone from the pit. He's in Potiphar's house now. All right? He gets raised up. He gets put in, in, in charge of this household. Potiphar is a very valuable man, captain of a guard. Uh, Pharaoh's right hand. We see him being a very important position of prestige. He gets put in that place. And then now in verse 7, let's pick it up. In verse 7, it says this, And it came to pass after these things 
that his master's wife, Potiphar's wife, cast longing eyes on Joseph. And she said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me uh, in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There's no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then do I do this great wickedness against, uh, and sin against God? You see what's going on here? All right, that comes from the pit, put in Potiphar's house, in this place of prestige, in this place of position, and now we see what happens. Number two, and again, the delivery boy today, the mailman. The second thing we need to remember when we get in these situations, number two is this. One of the enemy's greatest weapons is sexual sin. One of the enemy's greatest weapons is sexual sin. Um, we, we, we see the attack. Uh, we watch him get put in place of position, place of prestige, place of authority. And the enemy immediately comes in. This, this Potiphar's wife comes in. She's, she's saying, hey, I want you to lie with me. I want you, you know, me and you. Uh, and and, and there, there it is, laid out. He, it's ready. He, he's like, no, not, not you. I, I, don't, I don't mess with that. I don't go that direction. So he's just letting her know you're off limits. We see this here. She's coming at him. In verse 10, we see something crucial. So it was as she spoke to Joseph. Day by day. That he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. I want you to understand something about sexual sin and about the tricks of the enemy and what's going on, whether you call that whatever. Um, uh, the, the enemy doesn't ease up just because you got victory over it one time. This is huge. And, and, and this is a dream killer. This is, this is a destroyer of destiny. This is, this is one of the things the enemy will slide in and use and bring destruction and death. And listen, he'll use anybody. He'll do anything he can. We've made this a male issue. Listen, it's a female issue. There's a female involved here. There's a female pursuing him. This happens on both ends. You see this in every way. The enemy is at work. He uses this trick probably more than any other because it works. It works. And you see this victory, man. You think that, man, he's got it. No, I'm not going to mess with you. No, you get off me. No, I'm, I'm, I'm Potiphar's dog. Be we tight. We're good. She's like, okay, I'm going to leave him alone. Day by day. Day by day. Imagine going to work day by day. Day by day, the enemy's coming. And I think we're seeing pictures of here how the enemy works. Day by day, the enemy is pursuing. Every day is coming against him. In verse 11, it says, But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was inside, that she caught him by his garment. Grabs him by the garment. Come. Now, now, now it's time. Nobody's in here. Nobody can see this. There's nobody else around. It's just me. Nobody knows. Nobody's got to know. Listen, listen, somebody's going to know. 
Somebody knows. And I know right now, just again, I'm just delivered, boy, but whatever it is the enemy tries to do and use you and, and destroy you, listen, somebody knows, you know. God knows. Just be careful because the enemy will work. He, will, he pursues you. He just uses this tool, this tool and this weapon, this trick. He uses it. So she caught him by the garment. Lie with me. But he did this. This is awesome. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. Now, you, you see a principle here in the old that we continually see in the new. This is an area where, the, where, where we see apostles preaching, speaking, man saying, flee sexual immorality. Get away from this stuff. There's so many areas to where we see, man, you put your armor on. You, you, man, you put your armor on, you, you get your breastplate, your helmet, your shield of faith, and you go at the enemy, you fight this, you stand against this in this area? Bible says flee sexual immorality. Don't hang around and try to beat it. it don't, don't try to do that. So you know what he does? He leaves the thing, the very garment, the very thing that she was attaching and using to attach to him. He took off and left the very thing behind that she was grabbing hold of. And so he does this, and this is what we got to do. You might have to get rid of some things now and, 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 and disconnect from whatever it is that the enemy's using to connect to you. And, and the whole pit to the palace message is more fun than this, but this is more helpful. Uh, because, because, listen, we get very real with our men, and, uh, and I, I believe our women are doing it. I'm not involved in the, in the women of faith meetings because I don't belong there. But I know our men are doing this, and I believe women are. We, we, we get real, we get serious, because we have to understand this is something the enemy's using. So you'd have to, you may have to do this, whatever this may be, whatever it is. You may have to just disconnect yourself from whatever it is that the enemy is using in that area to connect to you. You may, you may have to, if, if the Internet's a problem, you can't hang and you can't deal with that. And that Internet, that web is entangling you. That's what a web does. It pulls you in. If that's pulling you, disconnect from it. Don't use it unless you're in the room with your spouse. Young people, don't use it unless you're in the room with your parents. Oh, that ain't cool. No, it ain't got to be cool. We're trying to get you to heaven. All right? We're trying to get you saved and, and get, you, get you into a place where God's at work. So, so whatever it is that you got to do. And so just please, just, again, we have to be careful because the enemy uses this so many times. It's one of his greatest weapons. He leaves it all behind. He leaves the garment. And we're like, man, that's going to be awesome. Now everything's going to be good. Verse 13, and so it was when she saw that he left his garment in her hand and fled, in, fled outside, I, I, that would be a trip, that she called to the men of her house and spoke to them saying, see, he has brought into us a Hebrew to mock us. He came in to me to lie with me and I cried out with a loud voice. Man, doing the right thing. Still, the enemy came against him. We're going to see something crucial. God was with him. God was with him. And this is how this thing keeps working because we saw him in the pit. We see him in Potiphar's house. And in the same chapter, verse 20, we see where this got him. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. 
a place where, he, where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Man, it was just like every time, man, God kept doing this. You see, oh, man, so, so cool. He kept putting him in his place. Verse 23, the keeper of the prison did not look into anything. Didn't look into anything. This, he put him in this and literally in prison, the, guard, the prisoner who was over, the uh, guard over all this put him in a position and says this, I'm going to trust you to lead this thing and run this thing. <laughs> this, is, this doesn't even make sense. You're in 22. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison, whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. Say that the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. In the prison, I think we learned something. Point three today is this. God can use you anywhere. You got to see this. God can use you anywhere. The guy's in prison. The guy is in 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 in, in messed up situation. The, he's in prison, and this is another. It's this trick and trap is just as heavy, and you see it just as much to the dream as you see sexual sin. Because this is what happens. The enemy will get in your head, and the church did a horrible job for so many years of making it look this way and presented this way to make you think that God couldn't use you. He only uses the people here. And so we did this. We, we did this. We had people who were called by God, and, and they would come in, and they would watch people called by God, and they would go out thinking, man, saying they're called by God. The whole point and principle of this, what we do here, is not can you go out and say, man, they, they're awesome. They're called to ministry. You know something? God's called you to ministry. God has a plan for you, and we've messed this up. Church is horrible. Thankfully, over the last couple of years, and this church is really trying to push into that, that every person here is valuable. Each person has a plan, has a ministry, has a calling. And one of the greatest lies is that this, is that ministry has to look a certain way. Come on, please understand, this is, this is ministry. But in your job, ministry. In your house, ministry. What you sit down in front of your computer and write on a screen, that's ministry. Whatever it is that you do, God's called you to minister. And you have to see, he can use you anywhere. This dude's in prison, he saw it. He got it because the dream had him. This wasn't his plan. This wasn't what I want. This wasn't Fantasy Island, the plane, the plane. This was saying, man, God has called me to do something. He has a purpose and a plan for my life, and I will step into it, and no matter where he puts me, I will do it. I will use it. I will take every platform he gives me and use it for God's glory. And until you get there, you'll be miserable. You, and and you, until you understand this, that he's called you, the Lord has a plan, and he can use you anywhere. Well, listen, if, if he puts me on the platform, then I'm going to be you. Listen, where does he put you? Don't wait. Because this is what will happen. If you're waiting till you get there, you'll be miserable. And you'll make everybody else around you miserable. 
So please understand that, listen, God has a purpose. He has a plan for you. He has a, he has a calling on your life, even in the midst of the place you don't maybe not want to be, but he put you there or you got there somehow. Use it for God's glory. Use it for his plan. He does this, man. He says, man, God can use me anywhere. And this is what I love. He uses his gifts for God's glory. And he takes the dreamer that was in him and begins to interpret the dreams of others and begins to use what God's placed in him. And he just lets that flow out. There's things that are God's put in you. If you'll just let it out. Oh, man. And, 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 and what I love is some of those that are around him that are in bondage. His gift got them free. And this is how it works when you really see it, that God can use you anywhere, right in the middle of the prison. So God does this. He takes this count him, Joseph, used by the Lord, has, is out interpreting dreams. He says, man, I can trust him. And so now we see him put in the next position and the next place. And it's in Genesis 41. Again, we're covering a lot. Genesis 41, flip on over to 39. Flip on over to verse 39. Joseph doing his whole dream interpretation thing. Pharaoh has one. God uses him. He uses his gift. He ain't got to pretend to be something. He's not. He's just who he is. That flows out of him. That happens. God puts him in a, in a position again, puts him in a place. He now puts him, pulls him into the palace. Verse 39 says, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has showed you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house. And all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Fourth thing this morning is this. God will elevate you. He'll, he'll elevate you. The, he, 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 he does this. He works this out. And, and if you may be, maybe somewhere in a certain place, maybe if you just go ahead and be obedient in that area and do what God said there, then maybe he could put you to the next place, but he's waiting on you. If he didn't step into the position in the prison and never got to the palace, it was his obedience and faithfulness there that put him in that place. I don't know what God has maybe for you that he wants to do. It's, it's bigger than what you probably believe. And again, his dream is always bigger than our dream. And, and when this happens, we watch this. Maybe he's waiting because we see Jesus tell us this in Luke 16, verse 10. He says, who, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also much. He who is unjust in what is least Is unjust also and much. What is it today God's putting you? What is he? And I've heard these stories and, you know, like, man, if I, if I get this and then I'm going to do this, if I'm in the lottery, I'm going to buy this. And, and that's, that's cool. And, but what's God put in your hands right now that you're not being faithful with? What giftings in you that maybe using for the wrong reason or looking for another, you know, wrong motive? Listen, I love this about uh, Joseph. He he never focused on getting promoted. 
just got promoted. Got elevated because he was just see God work in him and through him. And we see him put into the position in the palace of prestige over the whole entire land. And in the fifth and final point this morning, after finding himself in and Potiphar's house and prison in the palace, he's finally in the promise that God had called in him years before. And in Genesis chapter 45, verse 1, we see it all kind of come together. And I, man, this is so cool. We watch God work and Verse 1 says, Then Joseph could not remain uh, himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried out, Make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. I've had to go through a lot to get to this point because this is what he said to do. But in the story now, the dreams had come true. The things that had been there had, that had happened all unfolded. This famine that had come to the land, it put these brothers in a position where they had to now come into Egypt and they had to come and they had to try to find food and get this provision. And because of what Joseph understood over at point one, that he wasn't going to let what happened with his family stop his dream. Stop what God called him to do. Verse 2, he says this when his brothers came in and he sees them. They don't still don't know who he is yet. He says in verse 2, and he wept out loud. And the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. Everybody was out, but they heard it, man. This is what this does. And when he understands, he says, Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. He asked a very important question. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. Imagine what was going through their mind, man. I thought, I thought he was dead. I, I, oh, man, are you serious? And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. Now, this dude was human. All right? Now, I, I don't... He don't say this. I just I think this. Um, you know, again, he there was a dream holding him tightly, but he, he I believe he wanted him to come here a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on here, just a little bit closer. I'm gonna smack you in right upside that you. Put. I'm coming off the top row. But listen, number one, he he got that one right. He understood that. But his brothers couldn't answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please come near. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. Number five, and we got to understand, is that God is faithful. He's faithful. As the worship team comes, I want you to stand, and I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 15. And I want to end Genesis today, and I want to read to you probably one of the most important things that we can understand from this story. In Genesis chapter 15, 
Verse 15. Again, time had passed. His father had passed. All the years that had been stolen from him. Think about it, man. All the years that had been taken. Man, those brothers did that. But he didn't let that stop him from fulfilling the plan that God had for his life. And in verse 15, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we do to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, before your father died, he commanded saying, thus you shall go to Joseph. I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespasses of the service of, uh, of uh, God, of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Again, their foolishness. He, but he sees something so much bigger going on. And his brothers also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we are your servants. Remember the original dream? These guys, let's go bow. And it wasn't, man, I told you. Ah, man, that's us. That's, that's flesh. And he showed us here what happens when we let the dream that God has lead us. Because it was his dream. He'd have took credit and he'd have made it about. Listen, he doesn't do that. He, they come and they bow before him and said, Behold, we're your servants. Jesus said to them, uh, Joseph said to them, do not be afraid. For am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. I want you to stand. And as you stand with me, if you would, I just, just rub your head. Just maybe bow your heads. Just close your eyes. And just nobody looking around. Just you and God for a moment. Zeroing in on just this last, man, seriousness of what's happening in this story. And how we've watched this promise that was spoken years prior to Abraham. That man, I'm going to send some descendants. And your descendants are going to be blessed to be a blessing. Remember that? You're going to be blessed to be a blessing. We see it happening here. We see it unfolding and going down. And I want for us today, whatever it is that God's spoken in your heart, Again, I've never, he's never hit me like this, that quick, so many points, so fast. Listen, what's he saying to you today? What's trying to stop your dream? What's trying to stop the plan that God has for you, the purpose maybe that he's, he's put you here? Listen, and I want you to understand. Listen, just because Joseph got these things right doesn't mean for you, but if you've got them wrong, your dream's done. God's through with you. Not the plan at all. Matter of fact, I love what we see in Judah. Crazy brother who was for self-gratification, trying to get some money out of the thing, man. God turns it around, puts Jesus in his line. <sighs> I want you to see today, grab hold of today, 
whatever's happened, whatever's going on, listen, there's a dream holding on to you, the purpose for your life. Don't miss it. 